You're listening to Her Body on Body IOFM, the women's source for optimal health and lifelong performance, with your host, Alex Navarro. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Her Body, brought to you by Body.io FM. I'm your host, Alex Navarro, and today we are going to talk about uh, a topic, actually, that I've been kind of top hinting at here and there um, in other episodes and was kind of trying to find the best approach to sort of bring this topic up because it's, it's pretty in-depth um, and I actually thought that the easiest way to do that would to bring on one of my clients. So I've uh, asked Melissa Roseski. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Alex. Hi. Hi. Um, thank you again for joining me. I'm very excited to chat with you today and sort of have you share a little bit of your story. Um, I mean, you actually have quite a bit of a story, and <laughs> <laughs> um, which is great because it covers so many I mean, over your lifetime, it, and we'll touch on sort of what your background is and, and kind of how all of this evolved um, and kind of gotten you to where you were before we started working together, but now sort of where we've come to after the past few months of working together. And uh, one really interesting thing that I was excited about in first consulting with you is you came to me specifically for nutrition advice. Um, some help with right. your diet, right? Yes. And I mean, and this is why the consultation process is so important and helpful for me is, you know, in sort of seeing what your background is, seeing what sort of what you've been struggling with, I'm able to ask enough questions to figure out, okay, well, what do you really need help with? And within that first consultation, and even in like the first few times that we talked after we started, it was very clear that you pretty you had a really good idea of what you need to do with the food. Right. <laughs> I did you know did. what to do. Right. But there were some old behaviors, sort of patterns, um, that have stemmed from a long time ago, which we'll touch upon in a second, but uh-huh. that have sort of either been triggers for eating behavior. Um, some people call it disordered eating. I think that that can get a little bit... You know, there, there's so many levels of that um, that I right. really want to call it that. Um, but there were definitely some emotional and psychological behaviors that were involving the food based off of things that were happening in your life. You know, whether it was stress, right. whether it was anxiety. Um, and I think that within those first few weeks of working together, we were really able to kind of dig a little deeper and see what those were. Right. It was, it was, um, I was surprised how fast it all kind of came together too. It kind of made me nervous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, I remember that. <laughs> I was like, why is this working? <laughs> I didn't understand uh, because I wasn't changing that much about what I was doing. Mm-hmm. It was just this unearthing these other things that seemed to kind of click for me finally. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, we'll touch upon what those other things were in a second, but I think it makes sense to give a little bit of a background, kind of, you know, maybe where or how over your lifetime, you know, these things 
you know, whether they were like mental shifts or, or ways of uh, behavior, ways that you dealt with things, um, sort of this mindset that you've built up in regards to, you know, how you should eat or how you should exercise. Because those <laughs> are definitely things that we were, we started looking at. It's like, well, what, why are you doing these things? And um, in you kind of sharing your, your history, it all, it really made sense. So okay. you want to share a little bit about, you know, how, how I how I got all disordered. <laughs> um, well, for me, um, so I grew up in a house with my parents were very opposite about diet and exercise. My dad was a professional football player and my mom was not, I mean, she dieted a lot mm-hmm. and she really struggled with her weight, but it, she wasn't really into it. And it was always extremes like um, she'd go on liquid diets or she would, she tried smoking to lose weight. Um, mm-hmm. and it was just really extreme. And then she just kept getting heavier and heavier. And, you know, that along with other things caused a lot of tension in our home. I'm sure. And I was kind of, as a young, you know, probably eight or nine years old is when I started to kind of be aware of all of this. And I just, I was like, why can't she do it? Like mm-hmm. it kind of, I thought maybe things would be easier at home if she could figure that out. Uh. And I just watched her get uh, more and more unhealthy. And I was kind of frustrated. Um, I didn't understand what she was going through. Now, as an adult, I get it a lot more that she was having trouble, and, you know, with in her marriage and she was dealing with it with food. Mm-hmm. You know, she didn't yeah. drink or anything else. It was food is how she dealt with it. And I, um, as I got older, I was kind of a heavy little kid. Mm -hmm. Um, there was no rules on food. I remember eating Oreos and watching the Brady Bunch after school because no (laughs) one else was home. And then I just got really tall. And by eighth grade, I was 5'10 and I just kind of thinned out. Mm -hmm. That is because I, I didn't realize you were so tall. Well, it was awkward. (laughs) I didn't like it, but I was tall <laughs> mm-hmm. and I just thinned out and people started to tell me I was thin mm. and I liked it. Yeah. And so I started to want to, to hold on to that. And, you know, I had danced and swam and before that, but then I started to get more into school sports. I did volleyball and basketball and, and throughout high school, I just kind of stayed thin mm-hmm. because of that. And I remember trying to eat oppositely than my family. I decided that they were eating wrong. And so I would eat spaghetti noodles, but not put the sauce on it. Oh, wow. Because I thought that would help me be skinny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I would not eat the meal that my mom prepared and make soup because mm. I thought that would help me stay skinny. And so I kind of you know, just kind of did that. But I think I was young enough. It didn't really matter what I would do because I was active. It's true. But anyway, I thought I was being successful. Yeah. And then, um, you know, I married my high school sweetheart and I had my first baby at 23 and I delivered him 50 pounds heavy. Mm, I mean, I just, I really packed on the weight Yeah. and I panicked because I was 23 over 200 pounds and I was like, here, it's over. Right. <laughs> I'm my mom. It's over. And I had a friend who worked at Weight Watchers, and that's the first time I dieted, like, gotcha, with a plan. Mm-hmm. So I did that, 
it worked. Um, I wasn't, and then I started running with friends when my husband was in medical school. And that's when I really started to get obsessive about exercise. I thought if I ran more, if I ate less, and I, I did that mm-hmm. for a long time. Did Just that work? Exercise. For um, a while at least? When I was in my early 20s, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had another baby and gained 50 pounds and kind of lost it the same way. Mm-hmm. But this time I added yoga because I had started teaching aerobics. Gotcha. And when I started teaching yoga is when I started to realize how uptight I was because I would get migraines all the time Um, and they went away when I started yoga. So I was like, oh, and that was the first time anything was about caring for myself. Because you were mindful. Yes. And I... I realized I wasn't very strong, really. I just just, been running. I'd just been running Mm -hmm. and doing step aerobics and trying to work as hard as I possibly could and push myself and and eat less. (laughs) So with yoga, I realized that I couldn't really do a push up. (laughs) I couldn't, (laughs) you know, do all those things. I was about 25 Mm -hmm. when I started yoga. Um, So then, you know, I just would go up and down. I would gain weight and then I would starve myself down, run myself down. Mm-hmm. Had another baby <laughs> <laughs> when I was 28. And this time, body pump was popular. Oh, body pump. And I was teaching to make money. And so I got certified and my body responded to weightlifting. I mean, I, I think I get that from my dad. And I Yeah, we'll have to come muscle. back to your dad briefly. Yeah. But, He's definitely a big part of all yeah, this. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, and my, I liked how I looked. Mm-hmm. Um, and you probably got then stronger too. I had another too. baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I, I liked how my arms looked. I was like, ooh, what's that? <laughs> mus- yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you, don't def- you definitely don't get those arms from running. That's for sure. <laughs> no, no, no. I was just trying to be skinny. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I had muscle and I really liked how I looked. My husband would comment on it. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, muscle's important. Yeah. Um, but still starving myself <laughs> as much as possible, running in the morning and then teaching aerobics classes, having three kids, just running myself mm-hmm. crazy. I'm sure. And then I had another baby. So I have four kids. I was 31 and it didn't work. Uh. I tried running. I tried doing body pump in my basement and my knees no longer would let me run. My hips hurt. I'm sure. And I um I would push through until I went numb, mm. and then run. And I mean, then you're actually I would, lucky that you made it as long as you did doing all of that. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but I could I, I'll push myself. That's not hard for me. Right. I can push. Yeah. And my husband finally said, "You have to stop," because I was unable to walk. Oh, but I could run once I was numb. <laughs> so I was so desperate to lose the weight again and it wasn't working Yeah, this time. And I was very frustrated. And so that's when I started to hear about CrossFit. Oh, CrossFit. And I went down the CrossFit hole for six years mm-hmm. and thought I got, I mean, I, 
I guess I got fit (laughs) and I started (laughs) to be injured and tried paleo. That's when I started to focus on diet, Mm -hmm. holistic nutrition school. I, I knew there had to be an answer. There was a secret that everyone else knew that I didn't know. Like, what wasn't I doing? Because I was willing to do whatever. When you had done so much that had worked out to one to one extent or another. Yeah. In my 20s. <laughs> yeah, different story. And and several children. I mean, that, that in and of itself, whether there was a large, you know, many years in between them or not, like that, even just one in and of itself will change things. It changes in your things. body. That's for it sure. <laughs> That's for sure. And so, yeah, I just, um, I got addicted to CrossFit because my body finally changed. Mm-hmm. And I went from twice a week to three times a week to five times a week, sometimes six times a week, and just got really into it. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, I realized I had gained 10 pounds, and I didn't know what was muscle, what was fat, but I knew I didn't like how I looked. Mm, yeah. But I was working so hard, right. like so hard. Right. <laughs> Which and I think actually even, might be yeah. – a good place to pause on that okay? because I think having a little bit more background about you sort of watching your dad go through his professional career and how that affected you will make sense then in talking about what happened in your CrossFit days. Okay. So just what it was like Living with my dad? Yeah, well, because you touched <laughs> on your mom a little bit, and I think yeah. I think we kind of got, like, the food side of things from that in that, right. you know, that you saw what she tried, what didn't work. And right. it, it sounds like, you know, when you were in your teenage years and you were trying to stay thin, that just like you said, like, she had made you food and then you chose to made, make your own and maybe, maybe deep down inside you felt like whatever she was eating wasn't – might make you fat. So that's why you didn't want to right. eat it. That's exactly um, what I was thinking. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which I get. Right. And, and, you know, it, it does make sense to some extent. Um, but then there's, you know, there's the opposite side like you talked about um, with your dad. But yeah, I think you can go into a little more detail around sort of the the mindset or, or the different things that you saw him go through because obviously it was very different than what your mom right. did. So I was, I was born into it. Mm-hmm. My – my first birthday was the same day as my dad's first Super Bowl. Oh wow. Um and so <laughs> I was I was born into the NFL mm-hmm. lifestyle. I didn't know anything different. I but I I did know that my dad commanded a lot of attention when we went out. Mm-hmm. He was something to behold. Yes. And <laughs> you know, back when he played in the 70s and 80s, he was a right guard, but he was um, he was ripped. Mm. It wasn't right, you know, like today where they're kind of bigger. Yeah. He had, I mean, he had an amazing physique, and he was treated differently mm-hmm. than everybody else. And and you noticed that as a kid, yeah, um, that people how they treated him. And my dad was um, beyond focused. I mean, just beyond. When I would see him, anything he worked on, it was 100%, no matter what it was. Mm-hmm. And he would, and I didn't see him work out very much because he did that away 
right Where training and stuff yeah yeah that was all that makes you know there but um he would sometimes do things at home and we'd be watching the cosby show <laughs> and he'd be on the living room floor with his it was like that tire ab roller the ab roller the ab wheel ab wheel just mm-hmm. doing some extra abs i don't know <laughs> what he was doing but you know we had all these pictures of him in college lifting and that intense look on his face and mm-hmm. you know i that focus i knew i i had inherited from him like i i admired it i knew that was in me mm-hmm. and i wanted to be like that um he retired we weren't very close like mm-hmm. my dad wasn't really open so it was kind of like i was watching him from afar yeah trying to learn what he was doing without him really teaching it to me yeah and so to me it was about intensity it was about full focus mm-hmm. and he retired when i was when he was 35 years old so he had a long career yeah that is very long 15 years mm-hmm. and I just remember thinking, you know, my dad's 35 and, you know, playing professional sports. Like, right. I need to be like that. Yeah. I want to be 35 <laughs> and, <laughs> and able to be in that good a shape. Yeah. And so when I had my fourth child and I was 31, 32 and not anywhere close to that, I was desperate. Right. Sure. Because I had made that goal. Mm-hmm. to be 35 and in shape. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of and pressure so, to put on yourself. Yeah. Well, I, and it was just, I never told anybody. It was just right. in my mind. And um, I, I think that's why I was willing to do whatever CrossFit said. Right. Because I was like, I finally found the ticket. Like, this is what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of what I thought my dad did. Yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's it's a mix of all different conditioning and strength. And I mean, what kind of, you know, obviously, I'm sure their structure was a lot different. But you need to have all of these different skill sets in being yeah. athletic. And I could well, see how was, CrossFit would. Well, and the lifting that. looked like the pictures of my dad. Right. Oh, yeah. That's what it looked like. And... I would have pictures of him go through my mind when I was lifting heavy or I was pushing on a run. And I was like, I can do this because my dad did it. Yeah. And it really drove me forward um, that I thought that's what it meant to be fit. Right. So I, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> and I got, I got strong. And um, in, in what CrossFitters want, my body was what they wanted um but i wasn't comfortable in it yeah but you were but you were still then kind of like what like the poster child yes for them like yeah Yeah. i felt that pressure i did i had people ask me what are you eating i had people um yeah just asking me what else do you do besides this Mm -hmm. and I, i felt pressure to win I felt pressure to be the best at wall balls <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, that was like my thing. Well, because you probably could be the best. I could. Mm-hmm. And I um, I was so focused on it. I would go to bed thinking about it and um, just 
got obsessed. And then somewhere in there, I, I realized that I didn't remember why I was doing it. Right. <laughs> I was like, why? Right. Why? No one, my dad got paid. No one is paying me to do this. Very true. Yeah. Glad you said that because we've had full episodes about that topic in and of itself. Right. <laughs> right. And and I liked talking to my dad about CrossFit. Well, yeah, because you can connect and you kind of bond over it. It's, yeah. And, it's and I knew my squat and, yeah. and he knew what that meant. And. <laughs> And, and the social thing. So I'm a mom, four kids, mm-hmm. and I have this community. And I go and people tell me I did a good job. Yeah. You did good. Mm-hmm. You PR'd. Yep. Um, Positive reinforcement. And it, yeah, loss of reinforcement. Mm-hmm. So, so we're I don't in know. that. <laughs> so in, during that time, let's. I just want to keep talking about just during that time briefly. Um, okay. What you were doing paleo. How was that going for you? <laughs> well, at first it was great because um, I had I had the sign, first signs of IBS and my mom had ulcerative colitis mm-hmm. and I did not want to develop that. She right. really struggled. It was it was really hard to watch her struggle with that. I'm and sure. so I kind of panicked and and when I do something, I do it hundred percent. So I paleoed hard, <laughs> no dairy. I did it exactly, followed the rules. And I would say for about six months, it was like magic. Yeah. I so felt that, I think great. a lot of, a lot of people experience too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, boom, found it. This is it. Lifestyle. You know, yeah. I got it now. Yeah. And then I started to have a bloated stomach all of the time. Mm. And I mean, I, I would say it was between four and five months pregnant. <laughs> That's I quite was, a bloat. <laughs> it was horrible. And I, and it, and it, I didn't know what it was. Um, and that's when I went, started listening to podcasts, really. Mm, gotcha. Um, started trying, you know, holistic nutrition things, you know, kind of realized I probably have SIBO, um, which kind of means no vegetables. Right. Which means if you're eating paleo, that means you eat nothing. (laughs) Meat. You eat a lot of meat. Right. (laughs) And then, you know, struggling with the IBS that I had, my stomach was a disaster. But I just, I was like, no, this works. Paleo works. So I just stuck with it um, and just tried to do it better. Um, do you think that you stuck with would, it? Do you think do you think you stuck with it in part because, you know, beyond the bloat, you still you could control it. It was easy to control, but you also looked good for the most part, and you were probably besides getting besides my stomach. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, I was gaining muscle like crazy, mm-hmm. and um, I I looked I looked fine, and it kind of just depended on my stomach. Yeah, how I felt about it. But for me, um, when I was at the peak, you know, of CrossFit land, I liked how I looked in my workout clothes only. Uh, but the rest of the time, I felt really uncomfortable. Um, I felt like I was kind of bulging out of my clothes. and mm-hmm. But in my workout clothes, I looked good. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, and then again, you're probably getting that positive reinforcement when you're at the gym doing the doing the work. Oh yeah. In your workout yeah. clothes, so that that always feels good. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, this must be what you do. This is what it is to be fit. Right. And, um, and I just kind of clung on to it because it was the, I just really felt like I had found it. And if it wasn't working, it was probably because I was doing something wrong. Yeah. And I just needed to find how to do it better. Mm -hmm. And I just kept pushing. And then I started getting hurt. <laughs> um, and uh, I think that's some, you know, Kiefer was interviewed on some podcast because mm -hmm. I, I was searching. I knew there was an answer and I was like, how does everyone else find it? Like, right. <laughs> and so Kiefer was interviewed and I, I started listening to his podcast and, and then it was right when they were starting the coaches. Oh, uh, gotcha. And, and I listened to your first podcast and I was like, oh, women are doing this. <laughs> wow. Mm -hmm. And then as I listened and they were so down on CrossFit, I was like, oh, I can't do this. Uh, you know, I was like, oh, um, I don't think I can do carb night and CrossFit. Right. Yeah. They don't, they don't work well together. That's for sure. Yeah. And I was really disappointed because it sounded so easy. Right. And something that would work with IBS. Mm -hmm. Usually. <laughs> and yeah. And I would look at, at the coaches and I was like, oh, that's how I want to look. But mm -hmm. I'm taking advice from people and doing things that, and I don't want to look like those people, but I'm following these other people. Right. <laughs> and I, and so I wrestled with it for probably two years. Well, cause Still also you were, I mean, you were so like deep rooted at that point into the community. I'm sure it was like, right. even just the thought well, of it, that almost be like a disconnect from your identity at that point. Well, and I'm known as a CrossFitter. Right. I'm known as a person who eats paleo. Right. And, um, it's becomes like kind of your identity and yeah. I was really scared to let go of it and fail. Right. And also people, you know, would tell me CrossFit was bad or that paleo was bad. And I was going to, I was, I didn't want those people to be right. <laughs> I, yeah, I've been there. I've been there. <laughs> I didn't want to admit, you know, I didn't want to admit it. I didn't want to have failed again. When yeah. I thought I had found right. what worked and I wanted to please my coaches and my husband started CrossFit because of me and he is, he is still really into it mm -hmm. and it was something we did together. Right. So it was, it was silly how emotional it was for me to let go of it, but it was really hard. And you know, um, it's, it's really common. I mean, I see it happen all the time in women, especially, I mean, it's, it's more often running um, over CrossFit. Right. <laughs> CrossFit's like a close second. Um, but, but I mean, I'm, I experienced it too when I decided not to compete anymore. And that's not to say that I might not ever do it again. But right. I, I mean, for seven years I did it and that's what I did. And people would always ask like, when's your next show? You know, what are you training right. for? Like it was the thing that I did. And then, I mean, it's been, gosh, like almost five years since I've done it. And people still ask me when I'm doing my next <laughs> right. one. And I'm like, I don't, yes. I don't really do that anymore. But that's who I became, and uh, I get it. It's, uh, it's, it's hard. It's really hard. And, and it's interesting to me what like people's reactions. Right. I feel like I've had to announce it to people, <laughs> right? <laughs> because since working with you, my body has changed a lot, um, and 
I think it's more what more women would like to look like. Mm -hmm. And so they're asking me, you know, like, wow, what are you doing? Like CrossFit so amazing. I'm like, well, I'm not doing CrossFit (laughs) anymore. And so like my old CrossFit friends, when I say I'm not doing CrossFit anymore, it, there's a pause. They don't understand. And it's like, are we still friends? Like, right. <laughs> it's weird. Um, and then I feel like I'm almost, um, it, it's wrong of me to tell them that I'm doing something different because I'm going against friends or I'm right. going against coaches or right. mm-hmm. um, putting down what they're doing. Right. And so it just, so I just kind of left and, and I don't see those people anymore. Right. Um, Which is sad. It's sad. But it's, <laughs> it's kind of, you're either in the club or not. Right. Right. But you know, but then you, it comes down to you, you're the only one that can take care of you. Right. Well, and so I, um, I got really sick. I, I tried to quit CrossFit for five months mm-hmm. and then I went and got body fat tested because I'm like that. And <laughs> in that time I just dieted like crazy, tried to get my body how I wanted to look, but it didn't quite look right. Cause mm-hmm. I was dieting a lot right, and not lifting mm-hmm. um, very much and just kind of doing more cardio. And I had lost 10 pounds, but I had gained five pounds of fat Mm-hmm. So it was muscle right. that I had lost. So I went right back to CrossFit. I mean, like, ran. Well, you probably freaked out. I freaked out, ran to CrossFit, and I was like, okay, this is okay. Getting some muscle back. <laughs> and I did that for about a year, and I just had lost my heart for it. Yeah. Just all the banter. Yeah. You know, I didn't care <laughs> about <laughs> And it's not CrossFit isn't worth it unless you care because it's hard. Right, it's true. That it's really, true. really hard. That's true. You have to really and want so, it, and and all the things that come with it. Yeah, and I didn't, but I was trapped. Mm-hmm. And so I got really sick, just like a normal flu kind of sickness. And I just kind of naturally was eating no carbohydrates. It just mm-hmm. is kind of what I went to. And I was like, huh, this feels really good. Maybe I could do a carb night. Oh, yeah. So I went a week and I did a carb night. I was like, oh, I just did carb night. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's the first time. Yay. And so then I did it another week. And I was really liking how I was feeling and looking. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I was like, okay, I'm going to call Alex. I'm going to contact Alex Navarro. I'm going to go straight to the top, like the cream of the crop. <laughs> Thanks. and and I'll trust her I think she's the only one I'll trust and I'm just gonna do what she says and I I just I want to do less and and focus on other things in my life Mm kind of let go and so I contacted you and I I said okay I'm giving up CrossFit tell me what to do <laughs> Which made my job so much easier, um, <laughs> but but also, I mean, to be honest, you at that point in time were pretty easy. Um, Me, I knew it was going to be easy. So, and this is this is good for I think other other you know whether you're a current client or you're thinking about doing that, do getting a coach. Like, if if the coach is good, 
you know, or experience. Let's say experience. Right. Work with a variety, right. you know, types of people and scenarios. Like I often, again, in that first consultation, those few first few times that we talk, as long as the person, the client is, is open and upfront and honest, um, mm-hmm. I get a really good idea of what I, I think you actually need versus right. what you think you need. <laughs> Um, but I don't necessarily want to be the one to just tell you that right away because it's, it's right. not always serving. <laughs> okay. um, and, you know, obviously I want you to figure it out too. So a lot of what happens at the beginning of coaching is me. I'm just asking a ton of questions, trying to like right. dig a little bit deeper, get you to kind of see that there's more more layers um, that we might need to go through in order to for you to really get what you want. And I think the first thing that I noticed it for you specifically is, you know, I think it's important to talk about sort of some of the issues around food that you were having. Um, right. And, and one of your concerns was you didn't feel like, you felt like you lost control on the carbonates. You liked, oh, yeah. really liked being low carb. You felt really good. You knew that you needed them, but it kind of freaked you out because oh, yeah. you had either lost was, control in the past. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. And then I think that'll kind of segue into some of the other work that we did. Okay. Well, just when I'm ultra low carb, I feel amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not very difficult for me. I think because I've been paleo for so long. I mean, that that wasn't hard for me. I like like the control Mm -hmm. of it. And I just feel good on it. But... I have a very strong reaction <laughs> to sugar in particularly. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and I think that goes back to, you know, my childhood again with you know, when things were rough at my house, we ate. Right. We would make cookie dough and eat the cookie dough and not even cook the cookies. Yeah. Um and we'd go to the movies and get popcorn when we were stressed. And so when I start eating carbohydrates, it's like a frenzy mm-hmm. and I will tell myself, okay, this is my first spike or whatever. <laughs> and I will finish whatever I had planned and I'm back in my pantry five minutes later. That probably wasn't enough of a spike. I probably need a bigger spike and, and then I'll go straight for the sugar mm-hmm. and it was just – from whenever I started until I went to bed, Just I was non-stop. trying not to eat or eating mm-hmm. carbohydrates yeah. in, in no, there was no, th- you know, measuring. I I was just going crazy. <laughs> Put and it then off. with my IBS, <laughs> oh, no. I would feel horrible. I'm sure. And so. It's um, a lot in one time in a short period yeah, of time. I you can, haven't had it for days on end. <laughs> I can put down some food. Like I do I've not. seen your logs. I know. <laughs> oh, no. I can, I, there's no stop. Yeah. When I, when I'm eating carbohydrates, I have, I don't know if I've ever felt full. Well, because. On a dessert. Well, it makes sense for a couple of reasons. One, and this is one thing that was work that we did together is the mind being mindful when you're eating your yeah. carbs. Because there's a <laughs> lot of things that we did. Um, yeah. But also, too, because you weren't, you know, based on your past and how you sort of used or abused carbs, you know, Mm -hmm. you weren't feeding yourself to be physically full. You were feeding yourself to 
emotionally satisfy something. Comforted. Yeah. I think it was, and a a lot of mine too was anxiety or Mm -hmm. stress, um, eating. Mm -hmm. It would, um, it would comfort me. Yeah. Which it does for a lot of people. Right. Mm -hmm. Especially carbs. um, They actually really physically make us feel good. Like emotionally. Yeah. Psychologically, yeah. we, we feel good. <laughs> well, except then I would beat myself up. You failed again. Mm-hmm. Oh, you already screwed up. Just eat more. Right. You know, I, w- I would go through those things. And the thing about me is I I never look overweight to other people. Right. I Which mean, I no one is... would guess yeah. no, knowing me and what people think I'm like that I binge eat. But I always have. You just, you, you hit it well when it was happening and then you knew what to do afterwards to fix it. Yeah, I knew exactly what to do. I mean, you know, I try to out- exercise it off, right. but I would, um, you know, just drink protein shakes for a couple days. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I would try anything, but I never really got overweight, but I knew I was, what I was doing was wrong. It was just like what my mom did. Right. I just wasn't heavy. Right. That was the only difference. Mm-hmm. And actually, it's probably the extensive exercise that you did all through your life, really, that is what prevented that from happening. Probably. and, and Even though know, it was I like just... a vicious cycle, it, it's probably <laughs> one of the main factors as to why you didn't gain a lot of weight. And I think I'm also a different... You know, I, 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 I'm shaped more like my dad. My body is more like my dad's. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's pretty easy for me to gain weight and muscle and to lose weight and muscle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I just kind of have to decide. <laughs> Put in the work. And my body will do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I just turned 40. I don't know if that's going to keep happening. I don't um, know. Based on how things have been going, I think you're going to be on a good path. Okay. 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 But, um, yeah, it was always, um, it was very emotional for me and it was always hidden, Mm -hmm. very hidden from my husband. Um, a lot of it happened in the pantry. (laughs) It's a safe, it's a Um, safe, I'm doing air quotes here. It's a safe place. It was a safe place. And my husband Mm -hmm. is a, you know, an ER doctor. So he had weird hours. I was alone at night a lot and could, get away with it and could binge eat mm-hmm. yeah yep yeah so so and i would say it's a lot of food yeah. i don't know how to quantify it but i could eat a lot <laughs> <laughs> which i mean i think it is important to note that you know again we did talk a little bit you, you mentioned a little bit about you know how you sort of fix things if you did go overboard and, and those those uh, tactics that you use right um when you would go overboard but you know one thing that's that I've seen pretty consistently is in clients who, you know, have just started carb night um, or, or have gone through it for a while. Like people can actually get away with way more than they think on carb night. And while they might not lose as much, they generally don't gain, which I think is fascinating. Um, oh, it's awesome. It's pretty, it's pretty consistent yeah. though. There's a few odd cases, but sometimes there's other, there's some other issues going on. Um, yeah. But I've seen some people get away with like gnarly amounts of food on carb night and I'm like oh but and you're upset that you're not losing weight you're be happy you're not gaining any weight because that's like right impressive right 
And I, and I think for me, what I, and I, I remember telling you this, that I wanted, I wanted to make peace mm-hmm. with, I didn't want to have this behavior anymore. Right. And I, I just didn't know what to do, how to not do that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I remember you said something that just blew my mind <laughs> was <laughs> if I did binge eat, don't do anything to fix it. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? <laughs> you said, just wake up the next day and, and start like it's a normal day. And that blew my mind that my nutrition coach was saying that to me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, where's my punishment? Yeah. Like, and, and yeah, everything was just so okay. Yep. And you were kind of okay with whatever happened, and that weirded me. I was waiting for you to coach me, right? Like, a, like <laughs> yell at me, or you know, yeah, or like how I would talk to myself, and right. and you didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, say it's fine. It's okay. Just start over. Yep. <laughs> okay. Pick up where you left off. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and you had me do the um, emotion diary or food diary. Yeah, emotional eating diary. Super yeah. helpful. I've, I I mentioned this on a previous podcast. I can't remember which one it was, but if I remember, I'll put it in the show notes. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's a super helpful tool. I mean, anybody could utilize it if they wanted, whether they feel like this is a big issue for them or not. But uh, tell them a little bit about how you used it. So I would. Um, I'm not very good at logging my food. It causes stress, which makes me overeat. But I <laughs> I did it. For this and and we really only did it for of, like a, like a couple weeks, really. It I did once do we it got very a long. groove, it was we were like, oh, this is what's happening. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I would just kind of write how I felt before and what I ate, and then how I felt after I ate, and I just noticed the pattern mm-hmm. of you know about three p.m. right before my kids got home from school mm-hmm. is when I would start wanting to emotionally eat, mm-hmm. um, just preparing for whatever was going to happen. Right. Um, you know, I have teenagers and you know, it's stressful with yeah, four kids a lot. <laughs> and, um, getting everybody where they need to be and, you know, all that mom stuff. And, and so I just noticed the pattern and then I started to notice that it was chronic. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is every single day. And after a week of writing it down, I told my husband how stressed I was and he had no idea, right? Just zero idea. And then I told him what I do sometimes. Mm. Um, I said, and I'll eat, I'll start with this little amount and then I'll, I'll eat, you know, four or five bowls of cereal or, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. the thing was. And he was shocked. He had no idea that I was doing it. And and that was kind of it. As soon as I told him and I wrote it down for two weeks, mm-hmm. it just, I like, I, I remember you, we talked and I said, I feel like it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I said, there's no way it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> like, and you said it might be. Mm-hmm. Just being aware of it. I'm like, there's no way that behavior is gone. <laughs> and and you said it'll come back, which it has a little bit here or there. Mm-hmm. 
but I'm so aware of it that, that I still can't believe that writing it down for two weeks would break that pattern, but mm-hmm. it has. Yep. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> I still think it's weird. Well, I think it's it probably seems weird because of it's a behavior that you've had for so long. And, 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 and I try to warn clients, like sometimes if it's behavior that you've had for years, it might take, you know, a couple of years to get over it or to fix or to change right. it. Um, and everybody is a little bit different. But for some people like yourself, like as long as soon as you acknowledge it, and you're like, this is what's happening, and you make the connection, then it's easy to break the connection. It, it was really you're like, oh, I just easy. That's it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was, yeah, it, it really was where I finally named it. And I, um, and I told, I think telling my husband was very important mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. um, we're, you know, we have a really good marriage and he knows everything about me, but that, yeah, that was a secret. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he was very kind about it. He doesn't really have eating issues. So, right. You know, food was, wasn't like that in his house. Yeah. In fact, I remember when we were dating in high school, I went to his house and he asked me if I wanted Oreos and I was like, sure. And he gave me two Oreos. I was like, what? Who eats two Oreos? Give me the bag. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. You know, you made your fingers as long as you could and that was your first serving. And then you would go back and eat another row. And so for him, he just always had this moderation mm-hmm. yeah. that I didn't learn. Right. And um, and he was really kind about it. But now I tell him I'm stressed. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm going to overeat. Yeah. And just telling him that takes the secret out. Right. And then it's not very, it's not fun. I was about to say that <laughs> it's not, it's, not, it's I was really about to say that it's not fun anymore. Because there is yeah. something, there is, when we have sort of, behaviors like that especially if they are secret they're kind of fun at the same time oh yeah there's a rush there's like you're hiding it and you're kind of getting away with it and there's this like sneaky thing and and I think that a lot of people feed off of that even if they don't really realize that's what that's what's happening right well and especially since I was known for being into fitness and being a nutrition person yeah I really did feel like I was getting away with it yeah Mm-hmm. You know, just nobody knows this is this is my thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, yeah, it's I mean, now it just feels um, it's not effortless, mm-hmm. but it just I don't know. It's just a totally different approach. And even, you know, I just took a trip and. I, I exercised once. I had carbs every night, mm-hmm. which you said I could. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't panic. Yay. I didn't, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm having carbs three nights in a row. And that's okay. Yep. And so, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what you did. <laughs> <laughs> I just asked you a lot of good questions. And I, I gave guess. you a couple, couple techniques to try, and yes. you know, I, I and I talk about my toolbox all the time. I have a, a 
extensive toolbox and some mm-hmm. tools will be relevant for certain clients and some won't be. And it's kind of a matter of just trying out a few and seeing, yeah. you know, what resonates with the, the individual, how they feel like that tool is going to fit their lifestyle and or, you know, just any given situation. You know, you could have one tool for when you go on vacation. You could have another tool when, you know, three o'clock every afternoon when the kids are going to come home. Um, And I think just knowing that you can be equipped with those is freeing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's um, I think for me, it was really important to have a coach. Mm -hmm. I I don't think I could have done it on my own. because I had tried. Yeah. It wasn't for lack of trying. And I think what happened to me is I listened to every podcast and <laughs> read these books. And I had so many ideas and philosophies swirling around in my head. Yeah. It gets confusing. That whichever emotion I was having, I would pick a philosophy that would let me <laughs> eat how I wanted to eat. <laughs> well, this philosophy says... <laughs> you had conflicting toolboxes. <laughs> no, I, right. I needed somebody to help me channel it into one, mm-hmm. you know, one idea, one approach. And um, yeah, it's 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 worked great for me. I mean, I haven't been working with you for that long. It's been a couple months, really. Yeah. Like the beginning of October, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for me, that seems really fast. It is. I mean, and honestly, that's my goal. I don't tell you this early on, but like, that's my goal. <laughs> I'm like, let's get to the bottom of this. And, and, but I mean, knowing half of what makes my job easier is that you, you kind of knew what you needed. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you knew you had tried everything. You knew you liked this approach to eating. You just weren't sure how to make it work. And then mm-hmm. it was just through questions, you know, sort of digging deeper to where, it was clear that what we needed to focus on was your relationship with the food, not right. in choosing good foods. You were choosing good foods. It was just the quantity and how you were using them that was, you know, had sort of had taken on a life of its own. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is fine. You know, it happens. But I think, too, like I do find keeping things stupid simple is a great way to start. Like you said, like you're like, that's yeah. it? That's, that's all I'm supposed to do? Like, it's really simple. Baby steps. Let's try one thing one week. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. You know, we didn't change a bunch of things at the same time. I didn't. No. Uh, you know, like I, like you said, like I was like, everything's fine. It is what it is. So just, right. you know, tomorrow's a new day. Um, and And I think too, you know, we had talked about a few different techniques for you specifically you know you felt like at the I remember at the beginning you wanted to try the once a week because you felt like you you would do better going longer without them without the cards right. and then we also tried doing two smaller refeeds um, mm-hmm. to see how well you manage that and I think that those are also good tests to see how you are emotionally around now having now you're getting it more often is that something that you can control? So I think sort of being open to having different techniques that we can play with slowly over time. You know, again, we're not going to change a lot right away. Um, it, it just makes the approach seem manageable and right. easy and less scary. And you're like, okay, the other well, thing, let's try it. The other thing I think that was key for me is when I was listening 
you know, it was always around workouts, like how to time your carb night or mm-hmm. match it with your workouts. Cause I was still in that mode. Right. And you told me not to do that, mm-hmm. not to worry about if I had worked out or if I was going to work out yeah. because I mean, in my life, I may not get to work out the next day because of a kid is sick or, you know, something happens very often get, you know, things stop me from working out. Yes. (laughs) And, um, and I was petrified that I would have backloaded. Right. And not be able to work out the next day. And you took that out of the equation. Mm -hmm. And so now my exercise, you know, is my exercise, my nutrition is my nutrition and they support each other, but they don't determine each other. Yep. So if I don't work out, you know, I will naturally probably not eat as much. Right. And I'm okay with that because I'm not worried about what I'm going to perform like the next day. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm just doing in the moment. This is what I'm doing today. And it's great to not have to link them together anymore. Well, it takes away another level of stress that's just really unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> and knowing you, and you know, which we think we, we figured out in the first you know, week or two, is that you have a lot of stress in your life. And yeah. there's a lot of things that you have to be in control of. And so removing as many unnecessarily, unnecessary things that added things to control is going to make this process easier. Right. I, I really do feel at peace. If I want to just do yoga, I, I do a lot of yoga. And there's some weeks when I do mostly yoga because my brain is crazy. That's what you need. <laughs> That's what you yeah. Need. <laughs> and I'm not worried. I'm not worried. Mm-hmm. So, the food doesn't change. Food doesn't change. Yep. That's so easy. <laughs> <laughs> when I, I think- went through Christmas and I didn't gain any weight. Yep. I know that was fun. And I wasn't stressed. <laughs> it was Which great. is amazing because everybody always overeats and is stressed out <laughs> over the holidays. Yeah, no. I just had a plan and and it doesn't change and um and I got to be with people and, and indulge with them when it was appropriate. I didn't stand out. I didn't look like I was dieting. Right. And I didn't feel like I was dieting. Mhm. And so, well, you're not anymore. You're just, I guess, I guess not. Is this not dieting? No, you're just eating. (laughs) I'm just eating. Just eating in a way that makes you feel good and gives you what you need when you need it. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's no, there's no off limit foods. Nope. It's, it's great. Yay. (laughs) Yay for you. You did it. (laughs) Well, no, I just told you what to do. You did it. Right. Okay. I trusted you. <laughs> Which is huge and, and and thank you for that because you know, it, it's it is hard for me sometimes to, you know, see a client who I feel like, you know, is asking me for one way of helping them, but then I'm seeing that they need another and sort of just figuring out when is appropriate to have that conversation, what the best approach is and you know, it it's a rapport building and it is you know, building right. of trust. Um, and, and I don't always get that trust right away, which is I, I wouldn't want you to either. Um, I think that's that's just a good <laughs> due diligence of the client also. Don't just hire a coach and then go over right. everything that they say. Like, don't be afraid to ask questions and, and 
you know, prod, like, why are we doing this? How is this going to work? Um, because, I mean, again, my goal is to just give you as much information that's relevant to you as possible so that you know what to do in any situation. Right. And, and we can it's just talk time. about it. and Yeah. And, and then I'm like, you're doing great. Like, that's literally our conversations now. Like, <laughs> you're great. Just keep doing what you're doing. Like, there's, right. you know, <laughs> you know, you haven't tracked your food in months nope. now since before nope. the holidays. Um, it's almost the end of January. Like, it's that's great. And, and that's ultimately what I would want for most people. And I think having those few, first few weeks where we did and, you know, even if it did stress you out a little bit, it was very revealing of what we needed to see to right. be able to move forward. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what's important. So I'm excited for you. <laughs> I mean, I have been since the beginning, but especially when we had those first few aha moments, you know, I'm like, you know, we're having a good conversation, but inside I'm like having a party. She's getting it. I'm like, yes, it's <laughs> happening. <laughs> well, and I and we did that and now we're add, adding the layer of you know, the exercise. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, we got the food it. down. Let's, let's... We got the food down first, mm-hmm. which I think I think is important. I think most people want to they want to focus do it all. on exercise. Or yeah. they want to do it all and it it's it's a lot of factors to deal with when you already have a busy life. Right. I think a lot of people right. forget the, that their life is the first thing. Right. <laughs> All that other stuff. <laughs> There's so much other stuff. <laughs> it's very important. Yes, it is. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I feel like I feel like I can do this forever and not feel deprived and just chill out. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Good. That's what I want for you too. Okay. Yep. You're well on your way. Well on your way. <laughs> and, and you know, just for those wondering, she, she looks really good too. She does. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Granted, I've only seen like, you know, we've only done progress pictures like two, maybe three times over the course of the time right. because that wasn't our goal. Our goal wasn't to aesthetically change. It was just to, you know, find an easy, realistic approach that wasn't stressful. That wasn't made you stressful feel good. Yeah, and that I like how I look, but I'm not a slave to exercise. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I think it's working. Yay. Bravo. <laughs> I'm proud. <laughs> and I'm I'm really thank you so much for joining me on the show. I think it's I mean, it's insightful for me. Um and and I've referenced you, not by name of course, but I've referenced you to many clients before, um, who I felt like you know, could use similar approaches to their nutrition. And that's honestly uh-huh. why I wanted to bring you on because I feel like there's probably hundreds of more people, women especially, um, because we tend to have more of an emotional response around food than men do. Not to say that they don't, but we definitely have a larger population who does. Right. And, uh, you know, maybe someone might find this insightful. They might have their own aha moment or, or be willing to look at other things to help them along their way. And uh, that's all that I want. Okay. So Me too. It good. feels good. <laughs> good. Good. I'm glad. And you're doing great. I can't wait to see what like the next year brings for you. I know. Just Thanks so cruise. much. You're just going to cruise. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, well, thank you everybody for listening to another episode of Her Body. And thank you again, Melissa, for joining me on the show. 
Thanks, Alex. And uh, we will catch you guys next time. Have a good day. Bye. You've been listening to Her Body on Body IOFM with your host, Alex Navarro. And if you'd like to hear more, log on to body.io. We'll be back next time with more information about women's health and performance.